Making a new friend is a wonderful feeling, especially when it seems like you really click. But new friends are a tricky thing. Sometimes they can drift away, leaving us wondering what could have been. But sometimes they end up being our best friends in the entire world. Other times, those fun new friends turn around and kill you for your fortune. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss one of many murders in the Fontainebleau Forest, the 1867 murder of a woman known as Madame Mertens. This is part one. Our story begins the same way that most murder stories began in the 1800s, with the discovery of a body. Picture this. You're out for a walk near the forest and you see a woman lounging in the grass. She looks comfortable. She's relaxing and her parasol is angled in such a way that her delicate face is protected from the sun. I feel like I should be upfront in saying that I absolutely love period pieces, and by that I do mean stories relating to a specific point in history, like Jane Austen novels. And as a reader of books from this era, I can tell you that parasols were all the rage. They were basically fancy umbrellas, if you didn't know that. So, you see this woman. She's comfortable, clearly a woman of prestige and wealth. She seems at peace. But when you come back the next day, you notice that she's still there. And it doesn't look like she's moved. At this point, you begin to wonder. So you decide to check it out. And that is when you discover that she's dead. And not just dead, but her face has been eaten by wolves. Honestly, it seems like living in earlier points in history was just a collection of traumas, and I don't just mean in the obvious ways like for minority groups. The world just used to be different, and the whole eaten by wolves in a popular space bit is a little alarming for me. The local authorities were called in, and they began to do an investigation. Obviously, it was determined that she was badly mutilated by wolves, but that didn't seem to be the full story. An examination would reveal that there was more to this woman's death than her just calmly lying down, being attacked by wolves, and then being left in a strangely picturesque pose. There were obvious indications that she was murdered, and this was pretty big news for the area. Immediately, the authorities wanted to know who would harm a young woman like this. This was an age where harming women was considered to be extra bad in the public eye because women, at least women of society like this one, were all considered to be delicate flowers that needed to be protected. Their first step was to identify her, which they were able to do because she wore an engraved wedding ring. The woman was identified as Madame Mertens, a beautiful widow who was visiting the area with her new friend, a woman known as Madame Friggard. 
The two women were new in town with their sights set on a big investment. It was an exciting opportunity for the women, so you can imagine how disturbed Madame Friggard was when her dear friend Madame Merton suddenly vanished. In fact, Madame Friggard went all around town asking if anyone had seen her dear friend, claiming that they were separated in the woods and she simply vanished. But she had quite a few reasons to be concerned. Or so it seems. These women were here to make an investment. At least, Madame Friggard was along for the ride because Madame Mertens was the one with all the money. Though it isn't immediately clear if she was aware that her new friend was actually destitute. See, Madame Friggard had quite an unusual backstory. Maybe not unusual in a general sense, but certainly unusual given the way that she was presenting herself. She was married and had a handful of babies back home. Even though she had inherited some wealth, her husband, a silk mercer, had lost it all. Madame Friggard left her family behind, running off to Paris with barely any pocket change to get by. But... She was a woman with a plan, and that plan involved coming into some kind of fortune. As far as I can tell, Madame Mertens had no idea about this. Madame Frigger decided that she found the perfect investment in a local warehouse, but she needed quite a bit of money to get her hands on it. Madame Mertens was alerted of the deal by an acquaintance and decided to join her in the investment, happy to make a joint fortune. The two women grew closer and quickly became fast friends. But Madame Friggard was not the kind of person that anyone wants as a friend. At least, I wouldn't want friends who would brag about how rich I was and claim that they had me wrapped around their finger. And I'm sure you wouldn't either. But she did brag, publicly. And maybe someone heard this. This wasn't exactly a time where you wanted to brag about your wealth or the wealth of your single female friend. Maybe someone saw an opportunity and decided to hunt down this wealthy friend, or at least that's what Madame Friggard would want you to believe. But it's important to remember that she was a very, very bad friend. And she figured since she was already being bad, she would need to be quite a bit worse. She knew that she needed money for her part of the investment, and if you're going to steal, why not throw in a little extra for some jewelry and to send some money to your abandoned family back home, right? So she decided that fraud was the only approach. She snuck into the room and snatched up some of Madame Merton's checks, which she promptly used to forge a check and immediately went to cash it out. She used the money up quickly and realized that she needed more. Even worse, she realized that she might end up getting caught and that would ruin everything, which she couldn't let happen. They say that desperate times call for desperate measures, but Madame Friggard was, at this point, not just a crappy friend, but a criminal. And maybe this is when she really decided to lean into her new identity as a criminal. Immediately, she realized that she needed more money and would need to find new ways to obtain it. But she started to get paranoid. She started to wonder how long she could make it before she was caught. And 
this made her start to think of other plans. How could she gain access to Madame Merton's fortune without getting caught? She decided on murder, but I wonder if she ever considered just asking. By all accounts, Madame Merton was really enjoying her company and considered her to be a valued friend. So, it is possible that she would have been sympathetic. Of course, Madame Frigger didn't have any sympathy for her dear friend. So, she decided to take action into her own hands. But, if you want to know how she killed her, or how she tried to get away with it, you'll have to hop on over to part two. Thanks, guys. <laughs>